All right. Well, yeah, give it up for the ladies. Well, good morning, and it's great to see all of you, and welcome to everybody that's watching on the live stream. And as Pastor Jeff mentioned, I'm David Bendett, my amazing and lovely wife, Amber. And we have Susan and Bill Blodgett and Dave Cotham from Majesty Outdoors with us today. And uh, today's a little bit of a different Sunday. I am going to, or we are going to make a really big announcement that affects every single one of us. But before we make that announcement, let me kind of preface a few details of what's coming. First, it's very important that we all realize that this church has a very specific mandate from God. We're on a mission to do a lot of things, and that mission includes transforming the city. We named the church Rock City Church because we're the city built on the rock, not because we're a rock and roll church. And in the beginning days, when I had my long hair and earrings, everybody's like, you're that rock and roll pastor at the rock and roll church. I'm like, we didn't name it that for that reason. It's Rock City because we're the city built on the rock, and we want to see the city live up to its namesake, which is the body of Christ, Texas. And so we have a lot of mandates from missions from God, and every church has its unique purpose and its unique call, and we're called to line up together in unity with other churches. There's a lot of churches in the city that are doing some great things from education to governance to uh, the darkest areas and the most impoverished areas of this community, and we all are called to work together. The key is that you're where you're supposed to be and that we don't compare churches to each other. We're doing some great things. They're doing great things. Imagine if we all work together as a family. And that's my heart. For the last five years, I've been leading a group called the Moral Compass Initiative that is about 12 senior pastors. And we meet every month. We're meeting this coming week. And we built deep friendships. And all of us work together to bring life to this community. And so about, oh gosh, a little over three years ago, my wife and I had the unique opportunity from God to move to Flower Bluff. And uh, we were living in Corpus and we always had wanted to live in Flower Bluff. Prior to that, we were living in Port Aransas and focused on coffee shops. And then God called us to start Rock City Church, which Rock City Church this December will turn 10 years old, 10 years old. Thank you. It's been an amazing wild ride. And um, so when we moved out to the Bluff, we moved out to the Yorktown and Waldron area. And we moved out there, we were by a church that I knew the pastors. And about, oh gosh, 2007, so do the math, 15 years ago, we had a 24-hour prayer meeting at that church that I was a part of the leadership of called The Burn. And it was an all-night prayer meeting. Several of uh, people that are here were there. And I got to know Pastor Jerry and Francis Ward, the church's Lighthouse Tabernacle. Some of you have seen it out at Yorktown and Waldron. And so we were living out there and I decided to give Pastor Jerry a call. And I said, hey, how are you? We just moved out here. How have you been? And what's happening with the church and the property? He said, well, we are ready to start doing some more traveling ministry. We feel like our time is up and we wanna sell the property. And I said, okay, well, I had just at that time moved out to that area. And so I didn't reach back out to him for a year. A year goes by, so it's a couple years ago. I reached out to Pastor Jerry and I said, hey, what's happening with the property? And he said, we're ready to sell and move on down the line and start evangelizing. And he's very prophetic, very gifted. We love them a whole lot. 
And uh, he said that there were a lot of developers that were knocking on their door, which is true. That area and the bluff is growing rapidly. He said, but we'd really like to keep it in the ministry. I said, well, why don't we meet? And so we met and I said with prayer together with my wife that we'd really like to have that property. We had some ideas at the time with some rescue homes and some other ideas and things that we're gonna be doing with human trafficking, which has now morphed into something different, which we are still gonna be doing the human trafficking as well, which we'll be talking about that later with Pastor Marlene another time. Yeah, it's simmering, it's cooking, it's cooking. The what? The fight. Against. Yeah, what did I say? Oh, the, oh yeah, not, we're not for human trafficking. That's right. And so, uh, <laughs> and um, so basically we met and we came to an agreement. And I said, but there's one thing, after talking with several of you here and several of my leaders and advisors, we knew that what needed to happen first was finishing our sanctuary. It's something that we have been working on now for over five years. And we know that it's important to build a house and to build a model. The father's looking for a family. The purpose of a church is to train, equip, and send out. This is a very outreach-oriented, missional-minded church, so that you know. And so the purpose of a home is the fact that we are the contrast. People are fatherless, people don't have families, and they can come here and find mamas and papas and brothers and sisters. They can get training and equipping and education and mentorship and all kinds of things in the house of God with the purpose and intent to go out of these four walls, right? And so, but we knew before we did anything with the property, we needed to finish building the church, building the new sanctuary. So that was front and center. But I really did feel like we were supposed to have it and so did my wife. And so I asked him for about six months to see what God does. So six months came and went, and I said, could we have three more months? He said, yes, but we're really ready to get moving and do some other things. I said, well, if God wants us to have it, he'll provide. I'm not gonna push or depress it, and he knew that we were focused on building the new sanctuary. So I asked him for some more time, and then I asked him for some more time. If he was here, he would tell you how much I put him through it. I didn't intentionally string him along, but I really felt like that property was supposed to be in the kingdom of God and used for his purposes. And so um, finally in the last three months, the deadline was just about to approach and I felt like the Lord said, write a thousand dollar check as seed faith. I went to Oral Roberts University and back in the day, the big buzzwords were seed faith, right? Plant the seed, believe for what you're, trust God. Like even when you tithe or when you give to the local church, you're planning into the kingdom and into your own future. So you have to make the sacrifice. So I wrote him a thousand dollar check and I said, if, that's what, if this is what God wants, I said, I don't know how we're gonna do it. And so then Amber and I went out of town to San Antonio for a little bit of a getaway and I will hand it to her. Hello. So yes, um, but let's back up a little bit before the trip to San Antonio. Uh, it was about three years before that I started getting prophetic words from speakers that would come in to the church. Um, and then I would start having these dreams and then other people would have dreams to, and they would tell me about them and they would always have certain things in them, which was a beautiful garden, lots of beauty, lots of children, hurting children, um, not hurting them, but their children hurting you get what I'm saying. Um, and 
like houses and I, I think, yeah, and animals, usually animals. I, I love animals. And so I didn't know really what to do with all of that. So I'm a type A. When I get the prophetic word, naturally, I just wanted to like make it happen. Okay, I've got the plan. Let's make it happen. Well, we all know that that does not ever happen. So I feel like I just kind of went and knocked on some doors. I thought I had the plan. I thought, oh, it's a given. It's going to be for about, you know, sex trafficking women. And we'll also do something for foster kids because that's where my heart is. And I just had a plan. And I thought I knew what it would look like. So we knocked on the door a few different times and it didn't work for various reasons like land zoning and all the things. So there were so many times that I felt like, all right, well, that was it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen and not sure why I have all these dreams and visions. I can't do a thing about them. And so, which is hard for everyone, but also for people that are really driven. And so years go by and nothing's happened. And um, it seems like a lot of closed doors, but I want to say that it's not a bad thing to take some steps and actually seek out, is this what the Lord would have for me? As opposed to sitting back like, well, whatever you want, it'll fall on my lap. So I do think there, there is a part besides prayer. I think you also need to at least pursue different things. And then if it doesn't work, having the attitude of like, okay, I trust you, Lord. That wasn't it. I know that when the door opens, it'll be you opening the door. So also, um, let's see. Where was I going to go with that? The school, drive by the school. Yes. So there's a combination of things in the last year that have really been stirring me and bringing me a lot of just concern for where our society is. And some of you guys know we're somewhat of, we're foster parents, but not, it's a whole long story, but we are in a fight for a little girl. So we see firsthand how trauma and brokenness can affect children at a small age, and it can end up setting them up for repeating that cycle the rest of their life. But being in it, serving that way, but not being able to fix the system or help break the, the broken system, not knowing exactly what to do, and then that on has been a, such a burden for me in the last year that we've had her because I also see it in so many other small children that have broken home lives. And then there's also the fact that we live right by the Flower Bluff High School. Middle, well, they're all connected, all the schools. And I drive past the school every day. Every day I see all of the confused high schoolers walking around. <laughs> they're confused about life. And I just think to myself, they are so broken. They are and I pray over them, and I'm not saying every high school is high schooler is severely confused, but for the most part, yes. Um, and they need prayer. And I think about all of the things I'm seeing, like the mass amount of bullying, the the social media, the fact that bullying's like times a million because now it's done on social media for all of their peers to see, where we didn't have to deal with that. Thank God. I see that. I see the suicide rights. I see the school shootings. I see just the gender confusion, all of the things. Um, and so it just becomes so burdened, like such a burden when you just really 
reflect on it. So I just started making it like my prayer time. Like every time I go past and I'm burdened by it, I start praying for all of the kids. And I start asking the Lord, where, what's my part? And that's what we should do. It's not just that we're not bystanders. What's my part? How can I get in there? How can I help? What can we do with what you've given me? Any influence, any, anything you've given me, what can I do? So it kept being my prayer every time I'd go by the school. And then I had all these dreams and visions, and I didn't know how they connect. So then we go to San Antonio for, I had a, a doctor appointment, but we made it into a getaway. And I got time alone with the Lord because we didn't bring the kids. Hallelujah. And um, it was so peaceful. And I love my children. I love children in general, but I like breaks. So I was there in the hotel room, just, you know, listening to worship music, just sitting and trying to listen to the Lord and just asking him again, like, I know there's something there. I know there's something we can do as a church. We can do something. Um, and so I kept just asking him and, and worshiping him and waiting. And then all of a sudden I, I hear the word just pop up mentor mentor. They need mentors. They need someone to show them the way. Nobody's investing. And I think, yeah, that's right. They're not all just going to come running into the church. We've got we've to reach out to them. We, we need to show them a better way. And so I think mentors, and then as I'm praying and worshiping, I just get like a download, like a vision, detailed vision of the property that we had been discussing and praying on and that I thought was for something else. And it was just beautiful. It had this pond and I could see, you know, even youth, like older young adults connecting with younger kids and being a mentor. And they were on a kayak together. They were fishing. They were walking down a trail. I saw a picture as if I was just like above looking at it. I saw a picture of a, a man on a horse next to a young young man and they were just walking down a horse trail talking about their day at school and some of the things they're facing. I saw a community center. I saw, you know, art classes, dance, everything, parenting classes, after school tutoring. Just I just listed it, listed every single thing that would pop in my head. And then I started sketching out the land, exactly where everything would be. Giant garden. And I saw the kids actually working with their hands and being outside away from television and, and tablets and all those things, learning how to grow things. I, I saw a, like a farmer's market that they were learning to sell what they, what they made. And just the list goes on and on. The community center, I saw like a big kitchen, cooking classes or outreaches happening on the land. Just so much potential. I just... It just all came together, and I just sketched it out, wrote it out, and then I'm like, wow, okay, that was a lot. We need to build a church. We don't have the funds. Why do I always get such big visions? And um, then I just had this thought, and it wasn't, there was no formulated, like, if they, there was no thought of how it would look. I just wrote a simple sentence of majesty outdoors, what if Majesty Outdoors teamed up with us as a church? And I thought through what their vision is and what I've loved about that. They reach single moms and the, they reach the children that are fatherless and or come from broken homes. It doesn't even need to be fatherless. 
and they teach them, they take them outside and they teach them how to fish and all of the things. And I thought, wow, this, this meshes. And I just let it go. I was like, oh, that could be. So I wait until we drive home. By the way, the best time to talk to David ever in my entire marriage is give him a coffee, make him drive because he has to look straight ahead. He can't sleep. He can't look at his phone. He can't think of a, I mean, he can sometimes get distracted. Oh, look at that. But for the most part, squirrel, for the most part, I needed to talk to him. So I was like, this is going to be great. In fact, I have a trip coming up. I'm like, I'm saving everything. I got a bullet point list. So <clears throat> please pray for me on Tuesday. I'm going to need a triple shot. I will get you that, whatever it takes. We got decisions to make in life. Anyway, <clears throat> what was I saying? Oh, I told you on the drive. So on the drive, I told him, like, I just gave it all to him, in all the details. He's like, that's awesome. And the good thing about him is there's so many good things, but he's always, nothing's too shocking. Like, he's actually not shocked by that. That wasn't, it's not like it was too big or he, he's always encouraged me to, like, go with that. Yeah, that's totally doable. There was no, like, I don't know about how can this happen. Not even a question. He never has those kind of questions. It's really odd, but go great. Big go, big. go big or go home. That's how, yeah. So he was like, great. And then I said, and I was thinking, I wonder if this is something majesty outdoors would be willing to talk about maybe going in together. I don't know how it looks, but maybe. And he was like, yeah, hundred percent. I don't see why not. It meshes with their vision. Let me call Bill and Susan. And we called him right then. Right then on the drive. Said, see, things get done when you're driving with David. <laughs> That's all. So we called up Bill and Susan and said, basically, we're coming over for dinner because she's an amazing cook and makes the best chocolate chip cookies, like the best. And I said, we are coming over for dinner. We have something to talk with you about. That's how that went down. Here, just give her that one. Um, yeah. So I'm going to rewind a little bit. We, Bill and I started coming to the church um, towards the end of August. We missed Activate by like one week. And so um, there was a guest speaker on a Wednesday night, November 17th, Adam, uh, Lee Adams. And um, so Bill and I talked to Lee after service, and um, the first thing he said was, hey, are you guys buying houses? Plural. Uh, no, Lee. And he said, are y'all buying land? I see you buying land, lots of land. Uh, no, Lee. I, we're still trying to put our house back together from Hurricane Harvey. And I'm like, I, I don't, that's way too big. That's way too big. And so he just kept on. I see you buying houses. I see you buying land. And then he paused and he said, I see one turn into five. And that's going to be important in a few minutes. Um, and I, I, that's about all he said, you know, and, and, and so we were talking about it going home and I said, oh my goodness, like, that's so big. I don't even know what to do with that information. So I'm going to pray. And, um, and that is one thing he said, you know, th this is a word. It's not a thus saith the Lord word. It's a word that you need to pray in, ask the Lord, what does it mean? Where is he taking you? And what can I show you? And so, um, one morning I was sitting with the Lord and, and praying, and um, I just got this vision. I see in picture form 
of a big bowl. I have a big wooden bowl at the ranch. And um, he said, fill it full of milk. And I said, okay, well, I'm, I love to cook, as David said. And, um, um, and so one thing you can do with deer meat is soak it in milk. And it ter- takes that twangy, gamey taste out. And it's sweet. And so um, the Lord just said, fill your bowl up with milk and then put all those things that I've put on your heart and that you're praying for, let it soak in that milk and just let it stay. And I said, how long, Lord? He said, you'll know. And so that was November 17th. And then of last year, sorry, November 17th of 21. And so then Amber and Pastor David call us sometime in January, February, and um, and we sat and talked about Amber's vision. And so the, the one thing I want to leave you with, if the vision from God is so big that it's totally terrifying and you're scared, you know it's God. Because we cannot do that in our own strength. We have to fully rely on him. And I really felt like that this thing is so big, especially the one turning into five, um, is so big that that the Majesty Outdoors team couldn't do it, the Rock City team couldn't do it, but a partnership and partnering with community, God's just showing us that, you know, he's bigger than we can ever dream. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Guys, marry you a godly woman. You see the fruit? She's sitting right here. So, the Bible says that without vision, people perish. There's also a charge that says that we are to rescue the perishing. I can remember that hymn. And so, Majesty Outdoors started about 15 years ago as an outdoor television show that aired on outdoor several outdoor networks that took fatherless teens, boys and girls, out on a great hunting or fishing adventure. Okay, I was raised without a dad since I was two. And, and I remember when people took me hunting and fishing for the first time. I'll never forget it. Well, I wanted to take that aha moment that I experienced, I wanted to take it to television because outdoor television is incredibly mundane, just incredibly. But this is different because the storyline changes every week. So we filmed 13 episodes. We were uh, a year and 13 originals, and we were on air for 10 years. And God kept telling me, Bill, there's more. There's more. You're only really affecting 13 teens a year and and there's multitudes and so how do we do that okay i'm the visionary kind of guy how do we execute that vision kind of like similar to what she was experiencing and so um mentorship that's exactly what we're doing of course we are all majesty outdoors is all about mentorship with a capital m we are not in the television business anymore, thank God. Uh, I, I think we were fairly acceptable. We finally kind of got in the black towards the end of it, and we had gotten enough sponsors. And, and 
we're blessed enough to have some excellent people around us. We won seven telly awards throughout that time for our production. And so God says, I want you to do more. And so mentorship was a key. And it's like, okay, how do we do that? How do we do that? Well, another thing that God has really blessed me with is just surrounded me with just dynamic people. Dave Cotham is Matched Outdoors Executive Director. We've got Alyssa and we've got Carolina here. Y'all stand up. That gummit. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> These right here are the warriors. Yes. So without ado, I'm going to turn it over to you. Thanks, Bill. Uh, it's honor and privilege to be a part of this organization. Uh, at the last service, I mentioned this. I'm going to say it at this one, too. I want to give credit where credit is due, and that is that a, a couple of scriptures that God has impacted me with since my life began to change about 22 years ago. And the first one is John 15:5, which says, apart from me, you can do nothing, which seems pretty limiting, right? Not really, because you combine that with Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. And so if you put those together, it puts it into perspective about what we as individuals can do, which is nothing. But through him, we, it's limitless what we can accomplish. And that's kind of how I came into Majesty Outdoors on January 1st of 2017. I got the opportunity to come over here and be a part of this organization uh, at the time, they had a, a mentorship program that had been running for about three years and that was fairly successful, but not to the point where the board wanted it to be. So I had the chance to come in and take a look at that. So I scrapped all that and I said, okay, we're going to start something similar to small groups. We're going to call it Tide Changers. That's been developing since 2017. One of the things that we do as a team is we sit regularly and we evaluate what we're doing and the impact of that. And is it working? Is it not working? So Bill and Caroline and I were sitting at the conference table one morning talking about the success that we were not having. Uh, you may be able to relate to that. But uh, okay, why? And it was because we thought that perhaps the model was not exactly where it needed to be. We had just listened to a message from Pastor T.D. Jakes about the garden. And in talking about the garden, uh, it, he was talking about the, the plan that God had in place in the garden and how that had been broken. We're all familiar with that in the fall in the garden, but how the family structure was destroyed in that. Shortly after I started working with Majesty Outdoors, I was mowing in the backyard and praying, which is kind of like driving, you know, you're, you're focused on something there. But uh, as I was doing that, I was thanking God for the opportunity to do a couple of the things in my life that I really was passionate about, and that was ministry in the outdoors. I said, Lord, thank you for this opportunity. And he went, whop, right here. And he reminded me of Herod killing the baby boys. And he reminded me of Pharaoh killing the baby boys. And he said, the devil's plan has never changed, only what he's doing now is even more effective. He's taking the man out as the spiritual leader, and he's destroying the family structure, the original plan in the garden. And we see the results of that 
in the negative impact on our country, if you look at the, the things going on with gangs, with drugs, with teenage pregnancy, with suicide, with dropout rates, with human trafficking, all of these, if you look at the root cause of them, they're only symptoms to the root cause of fatherlessness, which is what we at Majesty Outdoors are working on is that root cause of fatherlessness. So as we sat there at, around the conference table that morning, we talked about the programs that we have, which is Tide Changers, which is mentorship for fatherless youth. We engage them in things in the outdoors to get them interested. We also talked about Estreas, which is a single moms program, which is a, a life coaching that Carolina heads up that gives these moms new hope. Many of them don't even think they have hope. And with these two programs, then how is it going to work best for us to move forward with these? A lot of people, and Carolina has been involved in the human trafficking uh, side of things for many, many years. I don't ever say how many. Um, man, you understand what I'm talking about here. You just don't do that. Uh, but from her experience there, she says, years and years of mentorship experience. Um, most people aren't really that familiar. They're becoming more and more familiar with fatherlessness as an, as an epidemic. But most people, 10 years before human trafficking was the buzzword, didn't know anything about it. Fatherlessness is becoming a buzzword in our nation now. I'm going to put up a couple of things that are going to help you just understand the magnitude of it. If you could pull up the Flower Bluff map, please. So in this map, there are, uh, we have a software that allows us to pull demographics for specific areas. It says there are 401 single-parent households within this map. 311 of those, or about 78% of them, are single moms. So just here in Flower Bluff community, we're talking about 311 single moms and the kids that go with that. If you could pull up the Nueces County map. 6,022 single-parent homes or about 4,697 single moms and the kids that go with that. If you multiply that times all the different communities in South Texas and across the nation, you see where we come up with a number of about 25 million kids that are growing up without a dad in their life. Match the Outdoors, um, it's, been, it's been mentioned here a couple of times, rescue. We're not in the business of rescue. We're in the business of restoration. And let me give you the definition of restoration. It is the return of something to a former, original, normal, or unimpaired condition. I'm going to read that again. The return of something to a former, original, normal, or unimpaired condition. The garden. This just kept coming to us back to the garden, the original design, the original plan that God has for each one of us, for our families, for us to be a man and woman together. Society has taken that and skewed it into whatever they think it might want to be. We're going to get back to the garden. We're going to get back to the original process. And in that, it's going to bring restoration to the kids, to the moms, not only now, but for generations to come. So 
the property that uh, that Pastor David and Amber have been talking about, uh, we had an opportunity after Bill and Susan talked with Pastor David and Amber, Bill came into staff on Monday morning and presented that to Carolina and I. Just the week prior, we had been talking about something's wrong with the model, right, Carolina? As soon as he said that, I felt just, a, a, it was kind of like, you know, a jump in my spirit. We drove to the land that morning, and we prayed over it. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm almost positive this is something that we're going to want to be involved in. Meetings later, uh, through the months, we've talked about this. We've said, here's what we can do, here's what we can't do. Well, what we can do is last Monday we closed on the property. And let me, we did our best. I worked with Mark uh, to bring a rendering of Amber's vision. So if you want to bring that up, please. The property will include a lake. Uh, you'll see a volleyball court there. There's an archery. There's a barn. There's gardens. We tried to, we took her drawing of her vision and tried to create uh, this rendering that would resemble what she was talking about. out last service uh, the barn won't be red right <laughs> I said you totally nailed it except for the color of the barn <laughs> um, so what we have now is we have an 11,000 square foot building that's got to be totally renovated it's got to be asbestos abated it's got to have a new roof uh, but I know who has all that provisions you know and it will come completely and perfectly. So what we plan to do with this, uh, past the point of the building restoration and the properties, we'll turn a permanent home as a community center for Tide Changers chapters and Estrellas chapters from across the city here. It'll be a place where single moms, single dads, families, kids can learn about the original plan in the garden and go back to living that kind of lifestyle. It'll be a place for not only Tide Changers and Estrellas, but the different outreach ministries that Pastor David and Amber are talking about. Uh, it'll have a place for these kids that are so confused in high school to come over there and, and really get a good impression of what life is supposed to be about. So we're going to utilize this space also to train and raise up and send out mentors. We've got a whiteboard in our office that has a list of cities on it. I'll give you a small list here. It is Brownsville, Mercedes, Alice, Bernie, Kerrville, Victoria, San Antonio. Uh, those are just the first few that we'll be working to launch new chapters at. And with each new chapter that's launched, we'll begin the process of having a property like this as the model for Tide Changers Australia and the outreach ministries of Rock City 
not only all across South Texas, but across the nation. We're going to teach these kids how to live a life that goes back to the garden. And we'll also continue something that has been going on with uh, Match the Outdoors all the years of outdoor television, which is a four-year scholarship for the kids that were on that show. We will be offering that one each year to each Tide Changer chapter for the kids that are nominated from that chapter. That's substantial. It's a $20,000 scholarship for four years. So we will continue that. One of my favorite uh, scriptures that I've just loved through the years is Ephesians 3.20. It's now all glory to God who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we might dare ask or imagine. That's one of the, the translations. And so in this, the vision's pretty large, it would seem. And God's going, yeah, it's great, but not nearly as big as what I'm planning <laughs> so with that, Pastor David, I'll turn it back over to you. It is a huge vision. Um, and through it all, more than just reaching the children and the youth and the broken in our city, I've had in my mind the constant thought of purpose. And what will this do to the church if they all come alive? Like there's really nothing more important in life than giving out what you've been given. If we all have a gift or a talent that the Lord has given us and we have our time and our love and we have the Lord that we can offer somebody else. And I think so often the church as a whole, this is really awesome for Rock City. Like we are going to team up and this is going to change our church like for the best. It's going to be amazing. But it's also the church as in the entire church because we're bringing in, we're going to bring in all the churches from our community and other ministries. But what would happen if the entire church would come alive to their actual purpose in life and see something bigger than themselves? I think oftentimes we get so inside of ourselves, and we get so caught up in our own circumstances and asking the Lord to take away any problems we have and things like that. But if we would just think outward for a second, for a day, if we'd start thinking outward, if we'd start thinking, how can I give what I've been given? How can I be a good steward of what I've been given and give it out? We would see our own lives transformed. You're looking for an answer today for your, your depression, your confusion, your grief, all of the things you've wallowed in for a while. <laughs> your answer is get outside of yourself. Stop sitting in the mess and wake up and say, what can I do? I'm not saying that you need to give all your time to where you're unbalanced and you don't have time for your family. We're not going to that extreme. But there's the other extreme of just being so inward that we don't give out. And giving out is what makes us come alive. That's what life's all about. And I'm always thinking, and I know I'm in my 30s and this is probably strange, but I'm constantly thinking about when I leave this earth I'm constantly thinking about my legacy and how little it matters, what job you did, how much money you make, your social media, whatever it is that you're always focused on, how little that matters. All that matters when you leave this earth 
are, all that's going to remain, all that people will remember you for are the lives you actually touch, the tangible lives you actually touch, the relationships you made. That's all that remains when you're gone. And then you get to heaven and you meet your father and he will say one of two things, but I'm looking for him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You took what I've given you and you multiplied it. So I'm, I don't know if you're, if you're stirred at all by this. I pray that you are. And I pray that you take that stirring and say, Lord, what do I have to give? This isn't just like a thing we're sharing for you to be excited. This is like, let's get activated. It's not a coincidence that the Activate conference starts Thursday, Wednesday. It's time to get activated. You've all been given something you can give out. And that's the missing link to whatever struggle you're in right now. And beyond that, think about all the kids that I said were so confused, <laughs> which it's true, because um, the devil is the author of confusion. He's full of lies. And if the Lord's not the center of their life, that they, they, they will be confused. So it starts as early as three, I, <laughs> as an early age, that he's on a mission to take over, to, to, to not let them know their identity, to not help them see that he has such a grand, perfect, excellent plan for their lives. So he's on a mission from the time they are born. And what if we came alive to our purpose and showed them their purpose? It's full circle. If kids and adults, but if children caught on at an early age that they were born for something more than social media and likes, and the next best thing that will consume their thoughts. They're so just immersed by the world. They only see the immediacy of the world. But what if we were able to show them a better way? What if we were to get them activated for their own purpose? Wow, I am good at this. I am good at that. What if someone, and I think about this all the time when I was younger, if even, I don't remember one person telling me any single thing I was good at. Not one teacher, not one youth leader, nobody. Maybe my parents on occasion, but it's different when you hear it from somebody else. Hey, you really have a gifting in this or that. You should pursue that. You should pray into that. What would change if we actually spoke into their lives? So that's the heart behind this. That's all. That's all. Man, you are fierce today. The purpose thing, I think people, it's a huge thing. I see so many people just wandering around life. And it's like, if well, if we were activated in our purpose, we'd have a lot less problems in life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm going to bring it home by saying a few things. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, we get what I call the Garden Commission. The Garden Commission is be fruitful, multiply, replenish, reign, and have dominion. It's five things. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, we get the Great Commission, which is five things. It's go, make disciples, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe everything that the Father has taught or that Jesus has taught us. And he would be with us always. Five things, five things from the Garden Commission to the Great Commission. So this is called the Garden Commission. And Rock City Church will be 
an equal partner together with Majesty Outdoors on this property, which means a lot for our church. Uh, it means that we get to help and partner together with Majesty Outdoors in building a model. And this model can be reproduced all over the country and all over the world in all the cities that you've come from or that you know where where fatherlessness is everywhere and they need mentorship and they need local churches to partner together with them. Now, we won't be the only local church that partners together because it's a citywide community dynamic, but we're building a model where we have a family here, we have a family here, and now we will grab hold of this property and we will use it for the kingdom of God and we will use it to train, teach, equip, and impact families that maybe wouldn't initially come here. But our focus as a church is first to finish here in this house, to finish this house. And I've explained to you, and many of my advisors have told me our first focus is we need to finish what we've been working on now for over five years. We've raised in total $900,000, but the first $400,000 went to rebuilding the roof. We've raised $500,000 this time, and we're full speed ahead in building. We still need about another $500,000. So what Majesty Outdoors has chosen to do is they've gone ahead and purchased the property, and Rock City and Majesty will partner equally on the Garden Commission. And then after we finish our build out, we will raise the money to come alongside and partner on the property. But at this point, we are partners and we're family together. I love Majesty Outdoors and I'm so thankful for them. We also, uh, several years ago, started a Tide Changers chapter here. Actually, many years ago, before we y'all started coming here and we got to really know each other. And I'd like to publicly acknowledge James and Yvonne Cadena, who are part of our church, who are leading the local Tide Changers chapter. Let's give them a hand clap. They really have been working so hard. I, don't, I think they're, are y'all here? I think they're outside. Okay. And so that Tide Changers chapter is on Tuesday nights, and we want to invite any single moms uh, to bring your children to Tide Changers between the ages of seven and, or eight and 15 and 17. And then also Estrellas meets here. Carolina Sizemore, who uh, is here, leads the Estrellas. And there's a lot of other things that are happening. So Tiffany Walters has made some major inroads with the drug court here in Nueces County. And the drug court is now sending the single moms with children as a diversion program into Majesty. The moms go to Estrellas, the children go to Tide Changers. And now we're having a greater effect here in this house as a mentorship. Right? Imagine if, you know, if your story, I mean, Amber had a nice story of no one told her how good she was. I was in prison. I was getting high, tripping acid, and going to ladies' nights. to be so extreme. Right. I was the extreme of crazy. And I had the only Christians that I saw I thought were crazy. It was, you know, street signs of turn and burn, repent and perish, you're going to hell. It was everything, the antithesis of what I never wanted to be as a Christian. And so imagine if we can set the standard for our high school here in Flower Bluff, which by the way, this Tuesday morning, we are partnering together with Pray Corp. I forgot to mention this last service, but Pray Corpus Christi flagpole, or out, I think it's the flagpole or in front of the administration building, but Look up Pray Corpus Christi, 7 a, 7.30 a.m. Tuesday morning. We'll be there, partnered with them to pray for the school. God's doing incredible things at Flower Bluff High School and in all the ISDs in Nueces County. And so our heart is to really have a massive impact. But we're building, hey, welcome back. I didn't even know you were here. <laughs> is Renee, you just came back from Brazil? All right. 
Okay, awesome. Anyway, so, squirrel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My coffee wore off. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so, I'm super excited. I want to say a couple other quick things. This is going to have a community center com commercial kitchen. If you love to cook, love to teach kids. And, and, but Susan's an amazing cook and she makes amazing cookies. But more than that, more than that, she's an intercessor and she is a seer. And she, thanks to her and her word of knowledge and word of wisdom for our church, we are committing an entire conference room that was going to be a conference room. I mean, a huge space in the build out to a night and day house of prayer. And so we're going to have a house of prayer in the build out, which we're excited about. And you're going to be, a, you might even lead that. And so um, I just nominated you. You're nominated. Yeah. But, you know, we're excited. The, the Garden Commission is a very special thing for us as a church family. And I'll conclude by saying this. Every one of you plays a part. I know that for some of you, you were hoping to hear, you know, a preaching message. Go back to YouTube. I preach my guts out all the time. You can watch all my messages. But this is a family thing. This is us. We're here. God planted us here. I didn't want to, we didn't want to come to Flower Bluff, actually, initially for the church, oh, right. for the church. We wanted to move here. But, you know, when we were in the Fellowship Hall of First Christian Church 10 years ago, the door opened up for us to get this shopping center, to buy this shopping center. And we told the Lord, we said, we don't want to start a church in a shopping center. We told the Lord. And the Lord came back and said... Let me just say, it was next to a Dollar General. There was a Dollar General right next door. That's right. You might remember, which is gone. And um, so we said, Lord, we don't want to. He said, well, but that's where I want you to be. And so now we're in full agreement. We wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Uh, this is exactly where God has planted us as a church, as a as a family to reach this community. It's very strategic. It's a strategic piece of property that we own. We own the whole 4.4 acres and God's just expanding our territory. And I'll just say this about the build out. It's not about numbers and people and just growing a big church. But what you have to understand is expansion and multiplication is a natural overflow when you do the kingdom right. And as more people come and as we impact more people's lives, it gives us a greater impact and resources to transform the community around us. And it impacts every city block, everybody's neighbors, every house that you live next to. And so this is a strategic setup. And I'm thankful for the Blodgetts. I'm thankful for Dave. I'm thankful for Carolina and everybody that has played a part, the Cadenas and everyone that will continue to play a part. And you all will get to play a part. So there's a table in the lobby. Majesty Outdoors has a table in the lobby. And if you have a skill or a trader would be willing to donate some of your time, we're going to clear the land first and do the fences, but we need help trimming trees. We need help hauling off trash. We're going to have work days. We're also going to need plumbers and electricians and general contractors and anybody that would be willing to give or to donate of their time. And we'll be announcing those work days as they come. But until then, you can sign up if you'd like to be a part out at the lobby on your way out. All right? Anything else you want to say? We're a part of Tide Changers and Australia's here. That's right. So if you'd like to be a part of the mentorship program or Tide uh, Changers on Tuesday night, you can see the Cadenas and stop at the table on your way out. 
All right? So we're a model. We're forerunners. Everybody say, I'm a pioneer. Say, I'm a forerunner. And the fact that we're going to have in total 13 acres, 13 plus acres in Flower Bluff and more is coming. We're, we're going to need a bunch of land around that. It's area. a property right next door that needs to be prayed over. That's right. So we all get to be a part. We all get to be a part. All right. Are you guys excited? Yes. All right. Let's all stand. And I'm going to actually ask Amber to close us out in prayer today. And to just pray over our hearts, you know, and let me remind you that God has a purpose and a plan for every one of us. And no matter where you're at, no matter where you're at, the best thing that you can do is give away what God's given to you. If you would say, I feel disconnected to the church, I feel disconnected with God's people, here's the best advice I have for you. Give away what God's put in your hand. If you, I know there's so many in here that don't feel like you have spiritual mamas and papas in your life. Here's the best advice that I can give you. Be one to somebody else because when you become one to somebody else, God will bring it for you. Everybody has something in their hand. And when you give of your supply, Ephesians 4, 16, when we all as joints in a body give away of our supply, God builds us up in perfect love. I am never, ever, ever thinking to myself, what can you do for me? Ever. I'm always thinking, God, what can I do for other people? And in turn, God brings more resources and more things into my life to help me help others, all right? So give away what God's given to you and get ready because amazing, incredible things are happening, all right? Jesus, thank you so much for just stirring our hearts, giving us fresh vision for our life where we've lacked vision, where we've lacked joy, where we've lacked in any way we thank you that you bring answers. And today is an answer for so many of us. So we just thank you for that. And I just ask that you would continue right now as we all stand to stir our hearts and give us a vision. Even if we've never had a picture vision, I'm asking today would be the day we have our first picture vision. Give us a vision of how we play a part in this land in this community center how can we touch the lives around us yeah. what does it look like yes, what does it look like lord does it look like after school tutoring does it look like equine therapy does it look like giving of our talents in any way give us a, a actual detailed vision that we can run with thank you lord for giving us excitement and purpose for the time we're here on earth help us to be good stewards of what you've given us yes lord good student stewards and help us to be found faithful In jesus name amen mm-hmm.